You get tricked into performing stand-up at a comedy club. Flash forward 20 years later, and you're a best-selling author, serial podcaster, and launch a global series called Blue Talks, the seeds of which were planted that very day. If you're feeling stuck in your comfort zone, my guest today, Corey Poirier, is the scrappiest entrepreneur I honestly know. Welcome to today's chat with Corey. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So, without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff, and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. I'm Duff Gardner, your host today. And today, I am super excited to be speaking with uh, a new friend of mine, somebody I admire quite a bit, a fellow Canadian on the other coast from the Maritimes. I'm speaking today to Corey Poirier, and we're going to talk about speaking. We're going to talk about TED Talks. We're going to be talking about publishing your, your book. And uh, I just wanted to extend a warm welcome today to Corey. Corey, how are you doing today? I am doing a fantastic duff. It's a uh... It's a gorgeous day here. It still feels like summer. So yeah, I have no complaints at all. Yeah, hey, that's fantastic. So uh, we had a good chat at uh, an event recently. And um, what I was really interested in, we were talking about this offline a little bit today. Uh, you're coming out with a book in 2020, which sounds really exciting. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's a book called The Book of Why and How. And it's a book that was written, you know how people say, this is my kind of my life's work. Uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm a believer that I, you know, my next book, I'll be just as proud of it. And I'll feel it was a work in process for a long time. But this book, out of all the books I've written thus far, feels like the one where really I've put more into it. And I don't mean more as far as quality. I just mean more of me into it. It's, it's a book that I've been building towards for a long time. And why I say that is it's based on, in a lot of ways, the interviews I've done with, at this point, over 5,000 of the world's top achievers. And it's essentially, what did I learn from them? So it became kind of my first version of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich uh, in, in terms of where the content came from. But in terms of the actual content within the book, what it looks like and reads like, is the book itself, if I were to compare it, I would compare it more to something like, let's say, um, The Secret. Uh, but it teaches a lot of how or the four agreements, that type of thing. You know, I'm not putting it in those areas and saying it's that monumental, but it's a book basically that is very, it's written in a storytelling approach and it's written with a lot of um, firsthand stories uh, that are built around experiences. And so the book itself, in terms of the layout, it's three sections. Mm -hmm. uh, first section is essentially it's teaching you how to find your why. I cover the four whys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the why, why not, why not you, and why not now? And we delve into all four of those. The second section is the how part. So I call it, it's called thriving, the section. But it's basically 
what I've learned that these high achievers do. It's the how. Because you can find out your why. And, and as you know, a lot of people go their whole life and don't find it. But if you find your why, that's amazing. But if you don't know what to do with it, then you might have to spend equally enough time figuring out how do I use this now? Like if your why is to, let's say, uh, build homes in a third world country, but you, know, you still need to know how to do it. Sure. And so then that's a whole nother learning curve. So basically in the second section, I'm teaching you the how. Third section is more, how do you do this, whatever you're doing in a conscious way? You know, if you were selling homes, if you're a real estate agent, how do you actually do it in a very conscious way? So the third section is called Enlightened. It's like becoming the best version of yourself. So that's the book, the core book. And then the last part, which is something that's sort of become my signature in the last little bit, is I include a bonus section with, in this case, 400 uh, quotes from the thought leaders I've interviewed as a way to share even more insight in the book. So that was a long tangent to say that's what the new book is. It's called The Book of Why and How. And that's, it's basically the result of years of research uh, and personal experiences turned into a book that I hope can change people's lives. You know, the reason I love that, and we had a good chance to chat about that offline, is that a lot of the listeners here are just kind of getting started. You know, and you know, we have a fun with our tagline a little bit, you know, how to, how to get off your rear end to get started. But the reality is that's what people experience. And so what I really like is that um, you're right. A lot of people focus on their why, or a lot of people focus on their how, um, a lot of people would also identify as conscious-minded, um, but connecting the dots between all those different things is not an easy thing. So I, I think that that's awesome that you created that book. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. It's, I will say I have the one blessing that, as I mentioned to you off-air as well, is the book was self-published before we brought it to a publisher, which sure. isn't as often, that doesn't happen as often. And so I also got a chance to see what was resonating, what wasn't. So it's also kind of good to have a focus group, you know, in the first go round before right. you take it to an even bigger audience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, you're doing a lot of educating around speaking. You've, you've got a TEDx talk. Um, tell me a little bit more about that and how you got started down that path. So I, I want to say it was a happy accident in terms of if I take you back to how I started my speaking journey. It's sure. right now 18 years in. Um, I've been saying 17 until I realized the other day it actually just moved over to 18. Uh, so I've been doing it long enough that I'm not even really counting the years anymore, I guess. But um, I'm close to 20. So I'm, uh, until I get to 20, I think I'll still be counting them. But having said that, how it started was I got tricked into performing stand-up comedy one night. Oh. And that's never the opening line you would hear if somebody said how they got into speaking. Mm -hmm. But what happened was I got, uh, we went to this comedy uh, uh, workshop, stand-up comedy for two weeks. Uh, we didn't learn a whole lot. And then the third week we were supposed to go watch comics entertain us. And we discovered at Showtime we were actually the comics all along. And so at a 15 of us, eight walked out the front door when they found out they were going to have to perform stand-up that night. Right. Uh, I was one of the ones that stayed. And I discovered that there was a certain amount of my passion in this comedy thing. And what happened was over a short amount of time, I started realizing it wasn't the comedy as much as I was passionate about. It was to be able to share a message with an audience that would help them escape from their day. And so that evolved, long story short, into a speaking career. Uh, but to answer your question about how I got into helping people land their branded talks, like a TEDx or now a Blue Talks or a Goldcast, is about four years ago, roughly, I landed my first TEDx talk maybe even five actually. And within a short amount of time, I landed a second. And then a short amount of time later, I landed my third. And what people didn't know is I had figured out a little system that was working for me. And so when people started saying to me, hey, I would love to land one of those talks. I've been trying for three years. You came in and did three of them in a short amount of time. How did you do it? Essentially, I just decided that 
after enough people kept asking me, it made sense for me to start teaching people. And then I started realizing there were a lot more types of branded talks than just a TEDx. And so, of course, I wanted to show people what I had learned about each different style based on my experience. And so, really, that's how I got into uh, to teaching people the process of landing a branded talk. That's cool. Now, these blue talks that you mentioned, that's something that we didn't talk about offline. Tell me more about blue talks and what you've been doing there. So this is a brand new thing. And in fact, it lined with my passion for branded talks and having enough people saying to me, I'd love to be able to get on a stage and talk about, let's just say, I'll use an example, Reiki or energy or things like that. And they didn't, most people were telling me they didn't know of a platform where you could do talk about branded talks in that way, or also be able to go on a branded stage and be fully uncensored. Uh, and I don't mean like, you know, to, to the level where it's, it's uh, vulgarity or anything. I just mean in the sense to be able to say what a person's learned and feel without it being censored in, in a different way. People were telling me they didn't have that platform. And so I eventually started realizing if it doesn't exist and I have this much passion for it and I've learned this much about the branded talk world, why don't I maybe look at creating my own version? And nice. so that's why people are just, would just be starting to hear about it now um, is because I've launched this recently. And nice. so just to tell you a small little bit about it, what Blue Talks is, the blue stands for business life universe. And so as I mentioned, people can talk about things related to the universe, uh, which is stuff that you know some people maybe call woo-woo, which I'm a big fan of woo-woo. Uh, and so, uh, it allows people to marry that with business and with their life stories. So essentially we're just trying to say, um, as long as it falls within those three areas, jump on our stage and let's make some magic happen together. And, and so that's really, it's a new branded talks series, we'll call it, where it's built around people share friendly. So we want speakers to be able to walk away with footage they can use and things they can use for their speaking career. And uh, at the same time, um, we try to make it audience friendly as well, whereby we'll have things like a Q&A so the audience gets a lot of access to the speaker and their knowledge as well. And so that's it in like a, what, a two-minute nutshell. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, now, is, uh, what's your vision for those talks? Like what, how does that fit into all the other things that you're doing? You've got a book coming out. You've got the Blue Talks. You're a busy man. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. It's, and it's a great question. I actually feel it fits in really nicely, but I will say it was the, um, the surprising, surprising addition. Yeah. Uh, it kind of came together quickly. I had to make a decision if I was going to do it or not. And I made the decision to move forward. So it was one of those things I added in to my plan. But what I will say is it fit a lot more nicely than I thought originally. And a lot of other people thought. And so what you asked, where does it fit? Well, part of my vision with my speaking program, and my branded talk program was to help people get on stages and reach more people yep. and impact more lives in a positive way. And so now all of a sudden, now it's like I have, I have both ends. I, have, I can help people and, and coach them about how to get on a stage. And now, depend, I mean, we're, at early on, we're not going to have a whole lot of speaking opportunities on the stages, but I have opportunities on stages now that I can get them on. It's not just me trying to share leads with them from other speaker events or things like that. I can now say, oh, and by the way, you, know, you might be a great fit for this. And so where I see it fitting in now is where I still have the speaking program. I actually see more people discovering my speaking program through the Blue Talks world. Okay. And then at the same time, them saying, I, want, I could be on that stage a year from now, going through my program, and then jumping on a Blue Talks stage. Nice. So I actually see them fitting in well together. To answer your question, though, about the book, the book is kind of the uh, outlier. <laughs> you know, in some ways, uh, it 
fits more in the, with the documentary I'm doing, which is a whole other story. Uh, yeah. But it's almost like two different sides of my life, essentially. Okay. 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 Um, you yeah. know, you said something. You said something in describing that, which I think people would find really interesting. And you know, like the name of this podcast again is is getting off your butt, your butt, <laughs> or your backside. And um, what I appreciate about you already, just getting to know you, is that you see an opportunity and you go for it. You know, and yeah. it's more about how you do that. Because I think some people find that not as easy as, as, as it seems. Well, you know, it's, it's a great point and question. And I will tell you, it's a, for me, I shouldn't speak for everybody. This is a thing that for me was a worked muscle. You know, okay. so just like when I used to work out years ago at the gym, every muscle I think has to be worked. People try to meditate and then say, ah, it didn't take for me. My mind was jumping all over. Yeah, guess what? So was Deepak Chopra's when he started. Everybody starts that way. So it's a muscle you have to work. So the same idea, Duff, I think um, a lot of people don't realize that the people that are jumping outside their comfort zone easily now and taking big risks are the same people that started where they are. So my second TEDx talk is about crushing your fears and stepping outside your comfort zone. And I take people through the three steps that I learned the highest achievers apply when they're getting outside their comfort zone. So to answer your question, for me, what I did is I started with this baby, tiny little comfort zone. And I kept stepping inside of it ever so slightly and expanding it more and more. So for me now to get off my butt easily is mainly because I've taken enough risks that now I have a reference point of saying nine times out of the 10 when I've taken the risk, it's paid off. Right. And so now I can take the risk and not fear as much. I will say that bigger challenge now is deciding what to say yes and no to because it's easy to take on too many things sure. when you're not scared of taking as much risk as you used to be. But what I'll say to people is that they're wanting um, – a little advice for how to, you know, how to as a person get off their butt. Uh, for me, what did it for me was I started looking at things like I asked her to ask myself self-reflection questions and journaling and saying, do I want to be the guy in the bar when I'm 60 saying, watching the stand-up comic on the stage saying, I almost did that one night. I could have done that. Or did I want to go to this branded talk event and say, oh, I had that idea, but you know, I'm, I decided not to do it. And did I want to be that person that lived with regret? Because I'll tell you something in all these interviews, again, thousands of interviews, uh, what I found is more people regret what they don't try than what they tried and failed at. Right. Regret is a bigger thing for people than failure. So for me, one of the things is remind, remembering my, remember to myself and reminding myself that I don't want to live with regret. But I'll tell you one other thing. It's a quote that helped me, especially if somebody's considering doing something like a book and they've been working on it and they're not, they're just not, won't finish it because they know that it's going to involve work once they get off their butt and push sure. send and we're done. Um, here's a quote I heard one time that I can't remember who said it, but it stuck with me and never let me go. Uh, but somebody said, somebody great once said, and I, I know it was a quote by somebody who's a big author, but they said, my decent to good book that's on bookstore shelves impacting lives is better than the brilliant, perfect book that you have in you that is sitting on the side of your desk that you never release. Right. And so what I would say to people, Duff, in terms of you said, like, it seems like I'm taking action on certain things. What I'm getting at here is my experience is people don't realize it, but later in life, they're going to have regrets over the things they didn't try. And secondly, waiting until it's perfect will probably never serve you well because you can always, especially in today's world, you can always fix it up later. Right. But if you never release it, there's nothing to fix up. So I don't know if that answers the question, but for me, it's just a, I guess it's a mindset is what I'm saying. Uh, there's one other quote that comes to mind, which is Zig Ziglar. And he said, I love his quote. He said, um, you don't have to be great to get started, but you need to get started to become great. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, the way that I say it usually is imperfect is a new perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that, that's the way of the world. So you're absolutely right. 
Absolutely. And so to answer your question, that's, I think it's a mindset that I kept reminding myself of what I don't want to live like in the future. And then, um, and then what helped, like I said, is that once I started taking chances, this is something people learn later in life. And that's why I think it's sad that most people don't learn it until they're later in life and wish they would have learned it earlier, which is why uh, I used to, I, I'm planning to write a book at some point about this, but I asked this question uh, thousands of times to high achievers. It's usually my final question. I call it the time machine question. But if you could jump into a time machine, go back and talk to a younger self, give them one piece of life advice based on what you've learned in the years since, what would you tell them? Yeah. And most common uh, phrases and answers that I get are, uh, you are enough now. Go Jump sooner. Take a chance and do this. Uh, uh, don't live in regret. The thing you cared about then won't matter in 10 years. So my point of this, again, I'm going back to this whole idea that we need to learn later or earlier in life that we can have these successes and we can get outside our comfort zone and be successful rather than waiting until we're 50 and going, wow, I realize now that the few things I did try, even when I failed, it wasn't the end of the world. And you learn out of 50 and go, oh, I wish I would have done more of that when I was younger. Right. So maybe this mindset, like those are the things I would tell a person if they're sitting across from me. So if you think about yourself then, you sort of using that question for yourself, and I'm not going to ask you that question exactly, but um, if you went back to your start, when you first started out, when you first had these ideas about starting this business, maybe what was the one thing that you did that still serves you today? You know, I don't, so I'll give you uh, what I did, but I want, I want to also give you a, uh, what helped me sure. more than anything else, because it wasn't something I did. It was a happy accident. And it actually goes back to that night of stand-up comedy. Sure. Um, so I'll tell you kind of what I did earlier than this in life that helped me. But yeah. one thing that I found to be crucial is discovering and we'll, we'll call it passion, but I know people hate the word passion. Now some people hate it cause they, you know, passion is what you do. So I'll go one step further and say the why you're doing it, the purpose. So it ties back to the book, of course, that I talked mm -hmm. about earlier. But, um, for me, I think one thing that served me the best is that I've been a passionate person since I discovered what my calling was. And so from that time forward, what people would tell me, even when I had those early talks that weren't as good as maybe the later ones were, they would say, dude, you were on such fire. I, you had me sold, even though I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so what I will say is purpose or passion, your why, whatever you want to call it, will take you through the tough spells. They'll actually get you to do the things you're terrified to do. So I would say a person needs to find their purpose earlier. So that's, that's a what. And I feel we all have it inside. It's just a matter of uncovering it. But if you ask me the question, which you more directly asked, which is, uh, what's something I was doing early on that helped me a lot as well. Sure. I would say probably what helped me early on was that I really felt that I was being called to do something a little bit bigger than my teachers had told me that I was called to do or my marks were called. Like I, I finished uh, high school. I got a 49 plus one in one class. A teacher gave me a plus one to allow me to graduate. So I technically didn't graduate high school on my own. And that buried me for a while. Right. But mm -hmm. What, so then you start thinking, maybe I'm not meant for great things or bigger things. And so what happened was my grandfather was really supportive. My mother was really supportive. And they just kept making me believe I was called for bigger things. So what I did, the one thing I did early on, is I essentially, I was terrified. I had the heart beating in my chest. But I went out and made things happen. So I took action. But when I say I took action, I made things happen. And I was okay with being imperfect. And I fumbled a lot. My first business was a newspaper and I had to sell my own ads. And I would walk in sweat dripping down my face to sell ads. And I still stayed. I didn't run out the door. So I think it was just my stick intuitiveness. But it was built behind seeing my grandfather do stuff. He built a fiberglass space shuttle, a replica of size. And he was a carpenter with a grade three education. 
Wow. And, you know, I seen that my mother didn't graduate high school, but ended up working a great government job. And I seen those things. And then they also kept telling me you can be anything you want. So it wasn't, that was the thing that helped me. But I think it was that I was willing to jump in, dive in and take Mm -hmm. action despite my fears and despite my comfort zone. Nice. Nice. Now you've got a, you've got a whole practice where you help people with their talks. Uh, You've got a bunch of different things that you help people do. Maybe tell people a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we have the speaking program, uh, and you would ask me when I kind of get into helping people with their branded talks. The speaking program kind of came first. So the speaking program, and it's it's simple as that. People are always like, "What's it called?" Well, it's called the speaking program. You know, the, the website, speakingprogram.com. It's I wanted it to be um, easy, and I feel if I could be the speaking program, then when people say, "Which program did you take?" You know, the speaking program. <laughs> so uh, the point is, I launched that about five years ago, and the reason I launched that stuff is people kept coming to me and saying. Dude, I see you posting all these speak engagements. Are you getting paid to do all these? And I'd say, yeah. And they say, how are you getting all of them? And I'm, and these are people I knew that were speakers, and I thought they were always getting paid, and I found that they weren't. And I'm like, you're not. And the more I got that question, the more I actually started um, deciding this makes sense for me to help people. And so I started putting together a program. And then what I kept doing with it is I kept adding on to it all the things that I felt were missing from other programs. You know, so we have, uh, you get tickets to our live events. So I felt now you're getting live interaction. Uh, we do live online Q and A. So you're getting access to me regularly. We do weekly online training that's video based and pre-recorded. So for those that can't be there live, you get to watch it your own time. And so I just kept adding and then we added um, guaranteed spots on our shows. So I just tried to keep adding what the things I felt were missing. So that's how I launched the speaking program. And then I launched a TEDx program later when people started saying, how are you now landing all these TEDx talks? And so then we've since merged the two of them. So to finish the, the, the statement here, what the program looks like is basically we take you from point A to point Z of how do you launch a speaking business, a paid speaking business based on what I did and what worked for me. And then uh, B, how did I get all these branded talks? And that goes from PMX to Mo Mondays to TEDx. I mean, you could add in Blue Talks, but it's kind of unfair when you're the founder to say how you got the Blue Talks. Um, yeah. but, but the rest of them, you know, how did I, how did I get those? Sure. So we take you in the program. Now what's cool is because they're merged together, we basically help you land your branded talk and help you get paid gigs all in this program. And as I just mentioned, it's, it's an online where you can self-study. You can also learn with us. And then you can also come in live in person and learn with us as well. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Well, I love that because if you're a speaker, you have to build your platform, obviously, right? And so uh, just because you've got your blue talks, which is part of your platform, you've got you've built this whole platform from your talk. So I think that's fantastic. I think a lot of my listeners are really interested in speaking um, for a lot of different reasons. So I think they're going to be really inspired by your message and how you got started. That's great. Well, you know, thank you so much. And um, I think we're winding down, so up to you, but I'm happy to um, give uh, the listeners a couple of gifts as well, but I'll, uh, I'll let you decide if we're winding down at that level or not. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, I want to give them a couple of links to uh, as well, since we are getting kind of to the end of the show. Uh, so if people want to get more information, they're going to, where should they go? Should they go to the bookofpublicspeaking.com? That's one way where you can go and download your book. Uh, but you also said they could get in touch with you directly. Do you want to give them your email directly? Yeah, hundred percent. So okay. you're correct, uh, Duff. It's uh, the book of public speaking.com. I try to make all the dot coms easy. Uh, and then uh, the other option is if a person thinks that they're at that next level, meaning I, I'm ready to jump now, or at least I want to learn if I'm ready to jump now, then something we've just finally done for the first time ever is offered uh, strategy calls. 
So 15 minute strategy calls where you can jump on with me and let's learn and see if I'm a good fit for you, if you're a good fit for this program, uh, or even just to test it out and see if it's even something that's of interest. Uh, so the easiest way to do that is via email. And the email is thatspeakerguy at gmail.com. So again, thatspeakerguy at gmail.com. If you email us there, we have specific days that we can set up a 15 minute uh, strategy call, jump on a call with you and just have a chat and see where it goes from there. That sounds great, Corey. So again, you can reach Corey uh, Poirier either at thebookofpublicspeaking.com or at thatspeakerguy at gmail.com. And that way they can talk to you a little bit more about how to work more deeply together. And to be honest, just having met you a few times now and getting to know you a little bit, um, there's a, you know, like some people are really good at, at, uh, um, telling you what they're going to do, but some people really walk the walk. And I, I think that I really appreciate that about you already. Um, just how you're, you seem to be a very scrappy person. And I think you extend that to the people you work with just to really get it done. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I so appreciate those words. I will, uh, I, I say namaste and thank you. And I, I, I take honor in that. So thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks, Corey. It's been wonderful speaking to Corey Poirier today. And uh, thank you to my listeners again for coming to our episode today. And uh, I've, I've been really excited to talk to Corey. And so I'll leave you with this to teach what you love and live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. Thanks very much to the listeners. See you next time. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth, so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.